a desert planet with twin suns. Why do I sense we've picked up another pathetic life form? Use my knowledge. Much to learn, you still have. Welcome back to Twin Sun Talks Regs. I'm your host, Jonah Liu. Thank you so much for listening. I can't wait to talk at you all today. Today we're going to be going through galactic regions as well as some major planets that you should know uh, when looking into the Star Wars franchise. So, without further ado, let's just hop right into some ARC Trooper training. Gentlemen, who wants to be an ARC Trooper? I do, sir! Welcome back to ARC Trooper training, folks. So, like I said, today we're going to be talking about uh, galactic regions as well as major planets within the Star Wars universe. And so, uh, first thing that I want to kind of clear up is that the galaxy is split into several major sections. And uh, I'm going to be going into the more general regions of the galaxy rather than specifics from like legends and stuff like that, where they have like the slice and uh, the southern rim and the stuff like that. I'm not going to be going into that. I'm just going to be going into the more general stuff like outer rim, inner rim, all that stuff. And my source for all of this is, once again, the Star Wars book. I've mentioned this in a few of my other episodes. It's a fantastic source book that I use a lot, a lot, and it is um, canon. So that's super, super useful when figuring out what stuff is relevant within the existing uh, and uh, soon-to-be-coming Star Wars content. So uh, the first thing that I want to talk about is the fact that, obviously, this uh, franchise does occur a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. And uh, according to the Star Wars book, the galaxy houses an estimated 3.2... Um, well, I didn't write down the uh, unit, so one second. 3.2 million habitable star systems. I didn't put a million, billion, I just put 3.2. I think it's more than 3.2 habitable systems. But yes, 3.2 million habitable uh, star systems within the Star Wars galaxy. And the regions of the galaxy are uh, very basically the core the inner rim, the colonies, the expansion region, uh, the mid rim, the outer rim, the unknown regions, and then wild space. And so I'm just going to be going into each of those very basically and giving a couple of bullet point uh, key worlds within those regions. So the core is the very center of the galaxy, and it's made up of the most, uh, or for the most part, the most wealthy worlds of the galaxy due to a heavy intersection of hyperspace routes, which if you're not aware, hyperspace uh, was kind of light speed travel that many ships used uh, to travel between uh, systems that were very far apart. Uh, and so these are kind of like ocean ports almost and kind of big hubs for trade. Like if you think of back in colonial times, uh, uh, civilizations really were heavily uh, settled along coastal regions because it was very easy uh, to access them from far away regions of the world. So it's kind of a similar idea with uh, the core being kind of an intersection point from uh, many hyperspace. And so planets of the core include Coruscant, Corellia, and Alderaan. Coruscant being uh, the city world that we see in the prequels. Uh, it's very, it's kind of the capital of the Republic at the time of the Clone Wars and the capital of the Republic uh, far before that as well. Uh, Corellia being Han Solo's homeworld, a very wealthy shipbuilding world, uh, and Alderaan being Princess Leia's homeworld that gets, uh, spoiler alert, destroyed by the Death Star in Episode Four. Um, for the most part, very peaceful, uh, very uh, well-known for its uh, diplomats and uh, stuff like that. Uh, moving on to the interim and the colonies, they were uh, largely colonized 
by the core worlds and enjoy relative security and prosperity due to their proximity to the core, core worlds. Uh, worlds in the uh, inner rim in the colonies include Akeda Nemodia, which is kind of the uh, uh, home base for the Trade Federation uh, and homeworld of the Nemoidians, such as Newt Gunray. There's also Andron, which was Sagarera's homeworld, very uh, war-torn, but also uh, relatively prosperous. Um, and then Jakku, which was uh, where we find Rey in the sequel trilogy. It's the desert world, uh, where a major battle took place uh, near the end of the Galactic Civil War that took place during the original trilogy. Uh, moving into the mid, uh, the expansion region before the mid-rim. The expansion region uh, was filled with worlds that are, were continuing to be colonized by the core in the inner rim. Uh, worlds included Jeda, and there's not much else about the expansion region uh, within this book. That's really all. But Jeda is where um, the Jedi Temple and the Kyber Crystals were located. Uh, we go there in Rogue One. That's where Saw Gerrera is hiding out. That's where the first we first see the Death Star being utilized. It didn't blow up the planet, but it blew up the city. Um, the Midrim, once considered to be out of the way by the Core Worlds, but uh, they eventually became uh, extremely significant as hyperspace lanes expanded, and they became significant battlegrounds during the latter days of the Clone Wars. And worlds within the Midrim include Naboo, Kashyyyk, and Ord Mantell. And if you recognize the name Ord Mantell and you're watching the Bad Batch, that's because that's where the Bad Batch is located. Uh, that's where they find Sid, and uh, that's kind of their home base for most of the series so far. Moving on to the Outer Rim, this is uh, going to have the most uh, dense amount of information, uh, just because there's it's the largest region, so there's the most information about it. Um, but it is uh, the Outer Rim is known as a relatively lawless, uh, sparsely populated, and primitive region of the galaxy, and it's far from the oversight of the central governments of the galaxy because they were largely uh, located within the core and uh, kind of more inner rim type worlds. Um, and this is largely, and a lot of these, a lot of this like lack of proximity was the cause for inter, uh, intragalactic conflict. And uh, that's largely due to the neglect of the outer rim by the central governments, as well as an unwillingness to conform to central authority by many of the fringe systems within the Outer Rim. So it kind of was a, it was a double-edged sword there. And uh, so there are a lot of worlds to note in here, so I'm just going to rapid fire, and I'll give a brief explanation for all of them. So Tatooine, obviously it's the desert planet. It's kind of where it all starts. Uh, that's where Anakin was born. That's where we find Luke in Episode 4. Uh, Moraban slash Korriban. I went over this in my Sith uh, breakdown. And that's the uh, ancient homeworld of the Sith. It used to be called Korriban in Legends, and now they changed it to Moraband in Canon because it's uh, Korriban sounded too much like Coruscant. Uh, Geonosis, which is where we see uh, the Geonosian Arena in Episode 2, Attack of the Clones. Uh, it's with the Geonosians. It's also a desert world. Mandalore, homeworld of the Mandalorians. Bespin, Cloud City. That's where uh, Luke and Vader fight in Episode 5. Hoth, that's where Episode 5 starts. It's the ice world. Uh, Endor, that's where we find the Ewoks. It's the forest, uh, the forest moon of Endor is where we find the Ewoks in episode six. Um, Dagobah is where we find Yoda in episode five, the swamp world. Uh, Kessel is where uh, the Kessel Run is uh, in close proximity to. It's a mining world uh, where we go in Solo, a Star Wars story. And then Mustafar, obviously, where the iconic duel between Anakin and Obi-Wan 
uh, happens in Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. So that's about all I have for The Outer Rim, but I bet I could go into a lot more detail, and if y'all want me to, uh, I am happy to do that in a later episode. Uh, the Unknown Regions. Uh, one thing that uh, ca- caused a lot of the Inner Rim uh, folks to not want to uh, interact with The Outer Rim much was because it was very uh, kind of rudimentarily explored and mapped. Well, the Unknown Regions was even more rudimentarily, rudimentarily mapped and explored. Uh, it produced many legends, uh, particularly of spacefaring monsters. And there were lots of hazards, such as electrical uh, superstorms and unmapped nebulae that uh, make travel in this region dangerous and very unpredictable. And planets uh, that are in this region include Exegol, which is where uh, Pal- we find Palpatine in Episode 9, uh, Rise of Skywalker. And lastly, we have Wild Space, which is, for the most part, completely unmapped and largely unexplored. And it lies on the furthest outskirts of the galaxy. It's kind of like just outside the galaxy or just on the fringes of the galaxy. And the book says that to venture here is unnecessary at best and suicidal at worst. So we don't have any real knowledge of what's going on out there at all. And um, we don't have any uh, known planets out there either. It's just, it's what it sounds like. It's wild space. So uh, that was really quick, but that's about all I have for... Uh, this um, ARC Trooper training, it's pretty interesting, but I wanted to just, I didn't want to overwhelm y'all with too much information. But it's its something that I don't honestly don't know too, too much about, but I find uh, the kind of topography, if you will, of uh, the galaxy to be rather interesting, especially because you don't really get to see a map of the galaxy ever. So I like being able to kind of have a mental picture of where these planets are with respect to each other. And so I just wanted to share that with y'all real fast. Um, so before we go, um, I'd like to jump into our first ever segment of incoming transmissions. Is Star Wars the one with the little wizard boy? Alrighty, so welcome to our first ever segment of incoming transmissions. So what this is going to be is essentially just a mailbag segment where I take y'all's questions or comments, uh, or anything like that. Uh, and, um, I'm going to essentially just uh, respond to them in this segment. It's not going to be in every episode, but I'm going to do this maybe once or twice a month, depending on how often I get replies from y'all. But if y'all do want to email me, um, then uh, our email is twinsuntalks at gmail.com. And then we also, you can DM me on Instagram, comment on our YouTube videos. Uh, Any of that is uh, just fine, and I will um, try to answer as many of these as I can. So we got three questions today, or one correction, three questions. So we have a correction from John Grimes, and uh, he says that orange, cyan, magenta, and indigo were all canonized as lightsaber colors by Jedi Fallen Order with no uh, specific explanation for uh, their significance. Which is completely true, and I haven't played Jedi Fallen Order, so I appreciate uh, you pointing this out, John. Um, But yeah, I tried to just kind of focus on the ones that have canonized explanations, but it is super interesting that uh, Jedi Fallen Order did in fact canonize these as uh, possibilities possibilities for lightsaber colors uh, within the Star Wars universe, and I really hope that we get uh, some canon explanations for the significance of those colors. Uh, in future content. Um, so yes, thank you, John, for that. Uh, other than that, uh, Jake Croft wants to know if Count Dooku used to be a good guy, and the answer would be 
yes, from a certain point of view, at least he used to be a Jedi. He was actually a member uh, of the Jedi Council for a time. And he was a very respected and esteemed Jedi within the Jedi Order. He was considered one of the best duelists. Uh, and he was a very outspoken uh, diplomat and uh, was very involved in galactic politics and uh, did not agree with most of what went on within the Republic Senate. So, uh, and that's much a big reason of why he actually left the Jedi Order and eventually uh, started. And, but he didn't leave right and become a Sith right away, become Count Dooku as we know him right away. He left to actually become the Count of his homeworld of Sereno. And if y'all want to learn more about Count Dooku, I would highly recommend reading or listening to uh, an audiobook called uh, Dooku uh, Jedi Lost, which is a fantastic audiobook. It's on Audible. I absolutely love it. It has a full cast of uh, characters, so that means that there are different voices for every uh, character. It's not just one person reading the entire time. There are sound effects, uh, music, which uh, most Star Wars books have, which make them super immersive and super amazing. I would highly recommend them. Uh, but Dooku Jedi Lost is a fantastic audiobook, and I would highly, highly recommend it. Uh, but thank you for that question, Jake. Um, yeah, Dooku did, in fact, used to be a good guy, assuming that you considered Jedi to be good guys. Um, and then finally, his brother, Jake's brother, Cole Croft, wants to know uh, the name of the guy who uses four lightsabers because he forgot what his name was and that guy's name is general grievous and he is really really awesome cole i like him a lot uh grievous uh, was a kalish cyborg who uh worked for uh, count dooku and the confederacy of independent systems also known as the separatists and he was uh, in command of the legions of droid armies that were under the separatists control and uh, he was notorious for killing jedi and collecting their lightsabers as trophies um, and so we get to see him for the first time on screen in episode three, Revenge of the Sith, my favorite movie. And we get a lot of great content uh, with him in the Clone Wars and uh, hope that we get to see some stuff, more stuff with him moving forward, maybe in a spinoff series about Grievous. But um, who knows? I would want that. I don't know if other people would, but I think that'd be pretty cool. Um, but yeah, so Cole, the guy with four lightsabers, his name is General Grievous, and he is awesome. So I hope that all of these uh, answers to these questions were super um, helpful for y'all, Cole, uh, Cole and Jake, and I appreciate uh, y'all writing in. So yeah, if any of y'all uh, have questions for me or comments uh, or compliments or anything that you'd like to throw in my way, uh, go ahead and either email us all of our contact information and social media information is on our website under the contact tab. Uh, and our website is twinsuntalks.wixsite.com slash twin-sun. Um, so yeah, if y'all have anything, feel free to reach out. I would love, love, love to answer any questions that y'all have. So that's all I have for incoming transmissions. And this wouldn't be a proper episode if I didn't leave y'all with a little bit more. Alrighty, so what I got for y'all today is trying to stay on theme with kind of the galactic, uh, I don't even know if it's, I think it's, it's not astrology or geography. I don't know what to call it. I'm just going to keep calling it topography. So galactic topography, uh, at the end of Empire Strikes Back, the rebellion is facing a large cluster of stars and canonically that is actually, uh, the Star Wars galaxy itself. So at the very end of the movie, there's a shot with Luke and Leia, uh, looking out of a starship window and you see uh, what seems to be a giant cluster of stars and that's actually the Star Wars galaxy itself. So they're all the way out in wild space looking at the Star Wars galaxy itself. 
Uh, so that's actually, uh, or not actually, that's just a super cool thing that I uh, wanted to share with y'all, and I thought that this was a fitting uh, episode to share that with y'all in. So that's all I have for y'all today. This is a, a fairly short episode, but I wanted to keep it brief. I feel like uh, I've thrown a lot of really long episodes at y'all recently, so I wanted to keep this uh, short and sweet. I uh, really hope that y'all enjoyed it. If y'all want me to go more in-depth about any of this stuff uh, moving forward, uh, just let me know. Uh, either email me or DM me or comment on my Instagram posts or comment on my YouTube or any of that stuff. Uh, I am happy to go into whatever y'all want me to go into. Um, but yeah, that's about all I have. Uh, you've taken your first steps into a larger world. May the force be with you, and I will see y'all in the next episode. Bye, friends.